0: It's 3-2 Djokovic in the fourth set of the U.S. Open final, and I'm turning 30 in a week. Let's do a freaking show. Here we go. All right. (laughs) Switchboard not cooperating. Hold on. Oh, God. All right, so tonight on the program... Oh, man, I wanted that to be so much more dramatic. Let's try it again. Here we go. 2012 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and we got you dirty, dirty from the STL straight out the loo. It's Murphy Lee tonight, but first, we're going to do something we always do on the show. It's called the Blaze and Rye Panel. Tonight, joining me on the panel, uh, my friend Mike Gertz, who has a show called One Night Only, which oddly goes on for five nights from September 11th to September 15th. Uh, part of the Araka Project show is improvised musical theater. Again, it's called One Night Only, a la Blake White style, where he says one night, but it's multiple nights. Uh, Mike, how are you? <laughs>
1: I'm
0: doing great. You think that name's going to confuse people? I-, I, think, I, don't, I think you're trying to do that Blake White thing that he used to do, say one night only, to get people to come the first night, and then he just keeps going.
1: Uh, yeah, we call it uh, we call it one night only because uh, since it's different every single night, uh, every night is its own show for one night only. But uh, uh, if, if I'm not careful, it'll mean everybody comes on Tuesday
0: and nobody comes the rest of the week. <laughs>
1: um,
0: speaking of nobody coming the rest of the week, we have the married man, Sean Groyles. How are you, Sean?
2: I'm all right, man. How's it going with you?
0: I'm doing well, sir. Sean, you uh, have uh, a new podcast called Black Dude, White Chick. How is that going?
2: Oh, it's going great, man. The only thing that's, that's really not going great is my phone, which is about to die. So if, you, if you're listening, I'm calling you on the other end right now on a different line. But, uh, yeah, no, oh, okay. the phone, the, the uh, thing's going great, dude. It's uh, it's me and my wife, and, uh, you know, I'm black and she's white, and hence the term Black Dude, White Chick. Uh-huh. All right, fair enough. Um, that name
1: that name and... makes a lot more sense than the name for my thing. <laughs>
0: Yes, very literal name. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about the – let's start with the political conventions. Um, I don't know what you guys thought. I thought there was a huge disparity between uh, the brilliance of some of the speeches we saw last week, like from uh, former President Bill Clinton and the uh, senile actor talking to a chair the week before. Uh, Let's start with you, Sean Broyles. What did you think? Mm Mm-mm. All right. His phone must have died. Mike Gerst, let's start with you. Well, you know,
1: I, the, uh, the Clint Eastwood thing was, it was, it was almost like an Andy Kaufman moment where I Mm -hmm. said to myself, is there a joke going on here that I don't get? And I hung Mm -hmm. on just long enough to figure out if I was too uh, dumb for this or too smart for this. And, uh, it was some of the most astonishing things I've ever seen in my life, and uh, I would love to know who the orchestrator behind the DNC was, because it's like everything that they did was a response to what they
0: saw just a week before, uh, so I agree with you. Okay, um, and Sean, I noticed we had a little um, uh, exchange on Facebook that night about what had just transpired. You had missed it live, but you went back to watch it later. What did you think about Clint Eastwood, and then what did you think about uh, the conventions in general? Well, first of all,
2: you can hear me now, right? I can hear you now. All right, yeah. Yeah, first of all, that was brutal. That was absolutely one of the the craziest, most insane things I've ever seen, R.E. Clint Eastwood and, and Invisible Obama. Um, it, I, you know what? I almost joked that I think he was almost doing promotion for his new film, uh, The uh, Trouble with the Curve, because uh-huh. in that movie, it seems as if he's senile. So I think this was like a brilliant plan by Clint Eastwood to, to drum up promotion uh, for his character in that movie because it, there's no way that was real. There's no, that's and there's absolutely. That's,
1: that's what I'm saying. It's like I couldn't, decide, I couldn't decide if there was something brilliant that I wasn't in on. It's like, it's like he was either in his own world or I just wasn't smart enough to get his brilliance.
2: Right. And here's my question. Here's my question. First of all, you've got Clint Eastwood who, who admittedly is not the best public speaker. Secondly, why are you not screening what he's going to say beforehand? I mean, the second he comes to me, if I'm a uh, RNC guy, and, and, he, and he comes to me and says, "Yeah, I got a plan to talk to a chair for about 45 <laughs> minutes," I think I'm going to nix that.
1: I heard that there was a that there was a Romney video earlier in the day that I have not seen that actually succeeded in humanizing the guy a little bit. Uh, I've heard tell of this legend and it, what, what what a disaster that they wasted like tr- like like premium prime time hours on that fiasco when when they could have been airing something that that candidate desperately needs
2: well and, and the, oh, way, yeah. too, the thing too that was that was interesting to me if you look at the difference between the the Republican convention and the Democratic convention the Republican convention except for the Eastwood fiasco was uh, i think Ryan you said it's just uh, it seemed very uh Oh I don't know it was it was not human at all it was very robotic it was it lacked uh, emotion uh, there was no identifying with the American public at all it was a very negative sort of uh convention uh, basically targeting president Obama whereas if you look at the democratic convention they could have done the same thing but it was all basically uh positive campaigning all emotion all mm-hmm. driven to to identify with the American public and I think they reached their audience a lot better Yeah
0: I I would agree with that. Um and uh what did you think uh who did you think stole the show last week? Do you think it was uh the president, was it was it Michelle, was it uh, Bill Clinton?
2: Uh, Sean, what do you think? I think it was Michelle Obama. I think uh her speech. First of all, she she has become I saw her, when I went out uh reporting in Kansas City. I saw her um on the trail, on the actual campaign trail and I got to cover her uh her speech in Kansas City. And while good, it was nowhere near her her skills as a public speaker and as an endorser for her her husband have come so far in in three and a half four years. It's it's uh it was remarkable. It was moving. You could see the tears in the audience, and and I think it just brought the house down. And uh, Mike Gertz, what do you think?
1: Uh, I think President Clinton. I, I mm-hmm. was and and even more so when you think about it. Uh, if you juxtapose it. What the RNC did. Uh, this guy, uh, now, excuse me, was a little long, but talk about an, an impassioned, yes, fact-filled speech that uh, completely galvanized the party. And the fact that you had him there was a, a demonstration of pride of your party's recent past. And uh, with at the Republican convention. It, it it you'd think the George W. Bush eight years never happened. There wasn't a single right. representative there from those eight years. They're a party that feels like they have to run from it.
2: Uh, you know and, the great and, thing the, the great thing too about that about that Clinton speech is it's no secret that that he and Obama are the best of friends, and and right. yet he he stood up there and like you said it was all about the party. And, par- and pride for the party, and for him to stand up there and, and be that big an endorser, even though he admittedly is not on Obama's side with everything, uh, that that was telling, too, to me.
0: Did, did you guys
1: feel yeah, like, I heard I, a, I,
2: yesterday I like
0: that, that, uh, that they, that they, uh, they, that they a... don't actually get along uh, personally either? Like, they don't – you know, it wasn't just, oh, he ran against Hillary, so uh, so I'm going to be against him. They actually don't really get along uh, on a friendship level. So they've been like playing golf and stuff recently to, I guess, work on that. Um, But you wouldn't know from the way that the, that the convention went. And for me uh, to uh, Bill Clinton, just everyone was great. Um, I thought Michelle was great. I thought even Biden was great. And, you know, he's a loose cannon sometimes. Um, But, uh, but yeah, Clinton to me was just, I was in awe watching, watching his speech and he could have gone on for another hour and I wouldn't have minded. Uh, who you, hear, who you,
1: is the better Who is the better speech giver in general, President Clinton or President
2: Obama? That's tough. What do you do think, Sean? That's a re, that's really tough um, because they're two different styles of, of yep. speaker. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know if I could even gauge that. They're both they're both really good in their own right. And I mean, obviously Clinton is one of the best orators of, of of our all time. But and 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 obviously Obama's. Skills behind the mic, or what brought him to the presidency in the first place? I don't even know. That's an incredible question.
1: The, the what do you one, think, Mike? Yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough, and it, it is. It, it, they're they're very different. Um, one thing that really stood out to me about uh, uh, Obama's speech at the DNC was how different a he is in terms of tone and content of his speech than he was just four years ago, the difference between speaking as a candidate versus speaking as the president. And at one point in the speech, he even called that out. He said, a lot has changed in the last four years. I've changed in the last four years. Because you do kind of have to give a different speech when, when before it's all about hope and change and possibility versus running on your record. And now we're, mm-hmm. kind, of, we're kind of seeing Bill Clinton 3.0 because we had, we had pre-presidency, presidency, and now post-presidency. Um, the, the, the gun to my head, I, I, I'm a I'm a Bill Clinton speech guy. Um, the, the 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 soaring rhetoric that we saw from Barack Obama in his campaign days, we've seen less of that in his presidency, and I perhaps understandably so. But the way that mm-hmm. Bill Clinton can come at you with you know, folksiness and charm and lay out the facts in, in such a way that it's just tough to argue with them, that, that,
0: I would pick him. At a
1: very close rate.
0: Well, I thought it was did, brilliant, too. Did you have a stroke just uh, now,
2: Mike? What, what's going on over there? Are you okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> did did, did I sound like i a ah! stroke?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought – I did think it was brilliant, though, guys, about how – you know, basically they weren't the, – the DNC was not – all the speakers weren't shying away from the fact that they couldn't boast about all sorts of changes. They basically came out, were honest, and said, look, it's going to take a lot longer than the four years we had – to fix all the problems that were left for us. And I don't know whether that – I mean, you guys would have to tell me if you thought that brutal honesty was the way to go or whether they should have tried to throw more positives about the the current um, presidency. uh, I don't know whether they went the right way. Yeah, I think they did, and that's one of the things that
0: I think people forget about the first time uh, he ran because in 2008, one of the things that I remember the most about um, his – Speech the night he was elected was mm-hmm. this may not happen in my first term. You know, we mm-hmm. it was like he he set it up so that people under people he thought at the time would understand that it would take a while. And then over um, this past weekend, uh, you know, people just seem to uh, want things to happen right away. And I was watching a uh, real time with Bill Maher on a Sunday, and he was saying uh, on Friday's show, like, people keep saying stuff about, uh, well, Obama, you know, are we better off than we were four years ago? What have you really done? And then he gave a list. Like, he ended <laughs> the war in Iraq. He repealed Don't Ask, Don't Tell. He came out for gay marriage. He passed health care reform. He's done a lot. And, and for people who allege that those social issues don't matter, I think that's really messed up. Right. My- and
1: you know the uh, – the, the you spoke to a lot of the content of the convention, which is which is true and. In- uh, hopefully matters to most people. But I thought even in the tone of the conventions, when you compare them, there was a little bit of a role reversal. Because if you ask which, which convention was a little bit more flag-waving, you're know, proud to be an American, I actually thought it was the DNC this time around. The Republican Party has gone so negative and has so many bad things to say that uh, maybe for the first time in a long time, it's been the Democratic Party that, uh, just from a tone perspective, is the one who gets to rise above and, and pound their that's chest a, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point.
2: Yeah. Let's move
0: on from this. Uh, I don't think anyone is really debating each other at all here, um, <laughs> uh, which is, I mean, that's not the point of this anyway. Let's move on to um, this really sickening story about this guy who. Uh, he uh, well, he found out that his girlfriend was HIV positive, and I guess she told him after they had had sexual relations. Um, and he stabbed her to death,
2: that was his first reaction. Um, Sean, what do you think about that? Well, you know, it reminds me this is the second big HIV uh story that just came out this week, and uh, um, there was one just happened as well about a guy who. Who is being charged for attempted murder for having unprotected sex with a 15 year old boy, and uh, and he blamed the victim too. He said that it was it was his fault, the kid's fault for having unprotected sex with him. I don't, you know, to, to, it's sort of a dramatic reaction to just kill this woman. Now, I, I I guess we don't really know whether it was a a thing where she said I I feel bad after the fact that I've possibly infected you, or whether she just I mean I, I don't know. There's no real way to to tell what her. Her motivation was if she did that on purpose, infecting the guy like that other story. Then you can kind of see his point of view, I think. And, and I guess regardless, you, know, you can't. So if,
1: if the act is over, you can't have a self-defense argument. So this guy's going to say
0: like tem- temporary insanity uh, based on rage, right? Like the old story like. But, is it, story I'm thing?
2: Like, but, but yeah, is it the right. same thing though? As as is, is you know, I think if you looked at if I was a defense attorney. I might say, okay, you know what? We're, we're looking at this in just this one context. What if it were a guy on the street pulling a gun on me, and he's he's going to kill me? Don't I have the right to kill him before he kills me? Is it, mm-hmm. it would a defense attorney have that sort of you know argument right to that argument? I, I guess if I'm the defense attorney, I'm going to try to make that
1: argument. But the in the situation we're talking about, the, the guy was already the bullet was already, the trigger was already pulled, right? Right. So it wasn't True. It, it, it wasn't the threat over. <laughs> if 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 they've already had sex, isn't the threat over? Um, yeah. I don't know. I would. I would. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be the defense attorney in this particular trial. It's it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's about the most
0: horrific thing I've heard in a long time. Yeah. Boy. It's it's certainly. Uh, the saddest part is that she's a, a mother of two. You know, and so her, her uh, kids came home and screamed, and the neighbor found the kids saying something was wrong with Mama, and that that's just that's the worst part of the whole thing. God, and, story. Sorry. Did, I it all mean, happen,
1: did it all happen immediately? Was
2: it all immediate? I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, we do. You know, I do a lot of work with with HIV/AIDS awareness and stuff, and one of the main things that that a lot of the counselors and, and social workers they tell you know, the people with HIV-AIDS, they have to own up to it, and they have to be responsible themselves. Um, I'm not in any way blaming this woman who's now dead, but you have to wonder why she in the first place had sex with the guy knowing that she had HIV-AIDS and then felt bad about it to tell him. I just don't know that you talk about things happening after the fact. Well, her apology came after the fact, too, and there's no way that she should have ever had sex with this guy in first birthplace.
1: Yeah, and I guess if you're a defense attorney, you're going to argue that you're going to try to argue her own malicious intent. Yeah, exactly. Does, right? Isn't that what you do as a defense attorney? You demonize the victim.
2: Yeah, you, you obviously do. Yeah, that's the only because that's really if you <laughs> you look at the guy, he's guilty clearly of, of killing this woman. But so at that point, the defense attorney can't can't argue the main crux that no, he didn't do this. Now you've got to look at, at alternate ways of spinning this to make her to make him look more like a victim himself. Right. Yeah. All right,
0: well, let's move on from that topic, um, as fun as it may be, to uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the the athletic events that happened over the weekend. Now, Sean, I know you're a big uh, football fan. Uh, have
2: Has your team started up again? Dude, I mean, first of all, the you know what? The great thing about football season is that, first of all, it's back. But the second great thing is that I go about – two of every seven days during the football season having no clue what happened over those two days because I'm sitting in a bar for two days watching football season. And, 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 and for some reason my wife lets me get away with it. I have no idea why, but the fact is it's almost like I wrote it in a prenuptial agreement that in order to take me mm-hmm. on as a husband, you're going to have to give me two days a week in order to, to detox. It's, I, I, my, team's, my team's all won. The Bears won. My college team's won. Um, you know the only the only negative thing is you've got these these uh, referees out here who are uh, who aren't the professional referees, so they're they're kind of screwing things up. But um, you know, shoot, man, it's America's sport now. It's bigger than baseball. I, I mean, I don't know anyone who doesn't lo- watch uh, NFL now. Uh, Ryan, I was at the uh, yeah. I was at the I was at the Meadowlands uh, on
1: Saturday for the syracuse USC game.
0: Oh yeah, did we lose?
1: Yeah, yeah. Syracuse lost, but I'll tell you, they hung, they hung in, uh, they hung in longer than anybody would have given them credit for. Syracuse might be the, Mm -hmm. I'm not such a homer, but they might might be the best (laughs) 0-2 team in the country. They, they, they they came back from uh, two or three touchdowns down against Northwestern last week, and then they hung in with USC for three quarters uh, this weekend. So yeah, Sean, I'm the lost, same though. way. I'm, I'm the same way with football season. Um, I've been I've been testing mm-hmm. the show all weekend. So I, I'm I'm the biggest Steelers fan on the planet. So okay. I, I was real I was real lucky. And they lost. Steelers, right? yeah, yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. But I I was lucky that they were the late game because I was able to watch the whole thing. And uh, Peyton, Peyton, you know, Peyton, I would I be crazy. nervous
0: if Syracuse started winning football games. Like then Mercury would be in retrograde, and yeah, I just, I wouldn't be comfortable. You know.
2: <laughs> it's one of those things where you don't know how to root on a winner, right?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. It would, just, it would
0: just be too unfamiliar. <laughs> yeah,
2: right.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Great basketball team,
2: horrible football team, and let's keep it that way. Yeah. You know, it's funny because these football Sundays are so are so dramatic for me, and I'm out all day because we're on the West Coast. The game start at 10 a.m. So, uh, so last night I woke up uh, at about after passing out during the Steelers, uh the late game. Uh, and I go down to the kitchen, and I open the refrigerator, and there's a box of chicken in there that I don't remember ordering, and there's, like, 15 pieces of chicken. Now, here's the thing. First of mm-hmm. all, what, when did I order the chicken? Secondly, what what was I thinking that I walked in by myself to a chicken place and ordered 15 pieces of chicken?
0: I don't understand <laughs> what
2: happened <there. laughs> Well, That's at least you weren't about driving to a, a chicken place. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but, I
2: got, but I got dinner for the next week, so I'm happy. <laughs>
0: Um, uh, do either of you guys watch uh, tennis? I, you know, watched, I, I watched. I, I watched the Olympics. I
1: watched, yeah, I watched about ten minutes of Serena yesterday because cause it was on the same screen as the as the four o'clock game
2: uh, at the bar I, I was at. That's about all I did with the U.S. Open yesterday. Okay. Um, yeah, I watched the I, Olympics. Uh, I watched I watched her during the Olympics, and, and I'm not shocked that she won. Uh, she she looks incredible. Oh yeah. So she, like. I, um,
0: that, that's, that's my, you know, Sean, you said you don't really know anyone who doesn't watch NFL. That would be me. Uh, I don't, um, but my best friend for 23 years is like the biggest Giants fan ever. So I don't know how we've been friends for this long, but, um, so, uh, also, uh, it's, yeah, I was watching her tennis, um, and I have a big problem with the way that the semifinals of the men's tournament have gone down the last few years because Mother Nature decides to um, send a tornado to Queens, uh, you know, the one time that's ever happened on what, to me, is the greatest day of tennis all year long. And do you know what? Do you know how that has made me feel, Sean Broyles and Mike Gertz?
2: How's it made you feel? A certain way.
4: Don't know what you- (laughs)
2: So <laughs> you just gave me a light bulb moment because you know what? From now on, when I get into an argument with my wife, uh, and she asks, "Well, what are you what are you thinking about?" I'm gonna say, "You know what? I feel a certain way." Okay, you uh, yeah, just leave it's it the alone. Yes, perfect cop out. Absolutely, <laughs> I
3: feel a certain way
0: because there are a lot of times when you just don't know exactly how to say how you're feeling. And I remember the first night I heard this phrase, my friend Julian was staying at my crib one night after going out in New York, and we were talking about our old acting teacher, and he was like. Ryan, I don't want to talk about this at 3 in the morning. It's making me feel a certain way. And I, it, it made me so crazy. And I was like, what does that mean? What are you talking about a certain way? And he's like, I don't know. It just made me feel a certain way. And now I understand because sometimes, and it's 99% of the time, certain way is negative, but you don't want to, you know, you can't really say it's, it's, it's that bad. So, yeah, you just feel a certain way.
2: Anyway. It doesn't escalate
0: anything. It's
1: a great way out of an argument, and then if you – play the entire chorus of that song by the time it's over she won't remember what you were fighting about anyway <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so the reason that I've felt a certain way the last few years is I can't remember a US Open that, that ended on time um, due to conditions in New York you know it's hot as hell all summer and then all of a sudden is rain and tornadoes and Mother Nature has um, single handedly decided to destroy uh, well just to ruin my life for a day and um, what I think is the best day all year in tennis is that Saturday in New York where you have the two men's semifinals, so inevitably you're going to have four of the top men's players in the world play during the day, and then at night you have the women's final, so two of the top women's players in the world, and, and it just makes for incredible matches. Um, do you like it better than Wimbledon? Uh, I do because there's a different energy, which mm-hmm. also what I think happens with the U.S. Open is that if players are playing at night, and there's an American playing at night in New York. There's no energy like that. So then, like mm-hmm. last week, when Andy Roddick, who announced he was retiring, when he was playing at night and, like, he kind of had the momentum going, and then it started raining and they had to get off the court. I knew he was going to lose the next day because there's a totally different energy during the day. And, of course, they right. played in New York. You're under the lights. Everyone's rooting for the Americans. And then the next day, he lost, and he'll never play again.
1: <laughs> you know? Sure. So well, um, You know? You know the answer there. The, the answer is just make them play in the elements. Just 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 <laughs> ma- just make them stay out there. It's a sport that needs it's a sport that needs better viewership anyway. You don't think people would tune in for that?
2: No, I wouldn't because the ball would be soaked, and so the the average exactly. uh, serving speed would go from about 150 <laughs> miles an hour to about two.
1: I think that's exactly right. the kind. I think that's exactly the kind of disaster, the kind of disaster <laughs> that that ESPN could market the hell out of.
2: Oh, yeah. What tennis yeah. ball at the U.S. Open? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the only
2: place that that would work would be at the
0: French Open <clears throat> in the clay. When you're on the clay, oh, you goodness. can play a little longer in the rain because the court, it's not, you know, it's it's easier to kind of just roll around in the dirt. Um,
2: uh, you're you're, so you're a good guy. Roles, That's You're a good guy. That's why you didn't think of the obvious. If it, if it's raining in the French Open, you know, get the tennis players off the court and start bringing in the mud wrestlers.
0: That's what I'm doing. <laughs>
2: Uh, you want to increase or, viewership, come on. Sponsored by Blood Live, let's go.
0: Bring Anna Kornakova back
2: and have her do <laughs> <resume> the mud wrestling. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. There you go.
0: She's, she's, the, she's the designated
1: weather delay pro. And if pouring down rain, you just send her out
0: there. <laughs> watch, yeah, watch, just send her watch, watch the Nielsen ratings spike. Throw <laughs> Enrique Iglesias there as well. There you So... Go. Um, yeah, so but this tournament, I think overall has been really good. And right now, it's uh, it's a five set match. Uh, Murray won the first two sets, Djokovic won the second two sets, and now Murray's up two love in the fifth set. And uh, anyway, I guess I, I forgive Mother Nature because this this is uh, you know it makes it last another day, and it's an amazing match.
2: Um, you know what? Moving. You, you know what?
3: This is the. You know, year. I just
2: gotta say this, you know, with with uh, you were just telling me about the finals and everything. You know, is this not the year of the British? I mean, between London, between mm. the the sports, between the mo every it seems like every movie that comes out now, there's a British star in it. It's like I can't get away from that accent. It's like I feel like I need, <laughs> in, in order to, in order to compete anymore in the United States in this world, I need to take on a British accent. You hear it everywhere now.
0: Why don't you just admit what you really want to say? That what you we'll say? cannot stop listening to One Direction. <laughs>
2: You know I do have kids, two girls,
0: so uh yep. yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, no, it's a great year for the British. Also, um I forgot to say uh Serena Williams, uh I feel like it's the big the, the year of her return and she just last night she was down in the third set, she came back and it was just she really has the heart of a champion and uh it was nice for an American to win in a final. Um, you know, so it was so she kudos to her. Anyway, are are you are you a Federer are you a Federer guy, Ryan? I am hell no. No way. Are you? (laughs) So
1: I I have become a Federer guy, but I think what it actually is with me is I am an old athlete guy. By the time by the time the Great Mm -hmm. Ones get really old and you're just wondering, man, can they can they squeak one more championship? Out so, of their old bones, and I, yeah, he's old. I know he's not actually old. He's old for a tennis player. It, the same thing happens. Like I, I never rooted for Kobe Bryant. I kind of root for
2: him now. So you're a uh, Roger uh, Clemens, you're a Roger Clemens fan, then you want to see. Well, him I,
1: uh, they're, look, they're, <laughs> they're exceptional. The guys to every rule. <laughs> 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 the, uh, the the Peyton Manning last night's performance against my beloved Steelers, notwithstanding, I kind of never rooted for him his whole career. But now that he's old and he's trying to make this comeback, and he looks weird in a different jersey. I, I, I like yeah.
2: rooting for old guys. So, yeah, I oh, thought it that that. better. Did that with, yeah, I did that with Brett Favre. I, even though I was a Bears fan, still am, and hated him in every team. But once he came back in Minnesota, and he's like 59 years old or whatever, it's like you just kind of <laughs> want to see a guy defeat the odds of, of nature. You want to yeah, see right. them do something that that's, that's – and it's sort of almost an inspirational thing for you because you're looking at that like, you know what, I'm, I'm freaking 200 years younger than this guy. I can't, maybe I can accomplish something in my life. I mean, yeah. you know,
0: yeah, maybe the, I'll, you, <laughs>
2: kid, you kids out there who are, who are thinking about not uh, asking that hot chick out uh, for a date, you think about Brett Favre and Roger Clemens. That's what will yeah, get I'm, you through.
1: Uh, Peyton Manning's 35 and he threw for 280 yards last night. Maybe I'll go <laughs> right. to him today.
0: <laughs> right, like, maybe I'll run a mile on the treadmill. Okay, Sean, Mike, um, I have no idea where Murphy Lee is. I do know that he tweeted something about heading to Georgia, and I was hoping he wasn't doing it right now, but he just may be. Um, So uh, I'll tell you what we'll do is I'm going to play one of his new tracks, uh, try to contact him. Um, You guys got to go, or can you
2: stick around for a few more minutes? I can stick around for a few more minutes. Got Monday Night Football on mute, so I'm all good.
0: Yeah,
1: I Uh, I got the U.S. Open on
2: mute. I got, I got a few more minutes. Okay,
0: cool. All right, we'll play uh, Murphy Lee's new single. It is called, what was great was getting the instructions for playing this. Um, make sure you play Fatty and She Know It. Here we go. Murphy Lee with Fatty and She Know It. And we'll be right back with Sean and Mike and hopefully Murphy. <laughs>
4: Tattoo, say bubble. I just want to see her blow. Just look at how she bounced. Look at how she bounced. There's hot span for them cars, man. There's hot span for these houses, man. And she got some kids. Some titties kind of look good, don't they sit up like they want? You? She's trying to get this wood. you just trying to put it all on. Trying to put it all on. me Got my credit card and my laws. I'm just trying to spend it all on. I mean right after I'm far committed. I'm far committed Sex 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 Take a little bit for the car no Take a little bit for the gas pills So Everybody got mass kills
0: The line. My guest tonight is the Grammy winner, CEO of the record label UCNE Entertainment, and a member of the popular hip hop group St. Lunatics. Please welcome Murphy Lee.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was a hell
0: of an intro. Yeah. Rapid twice
3: for the intro. Appreciate it, Brad. What's going on?
0: Absolutely, sir. Um, Before I let our panelists go, Murphy, I wanted to ask you have you finally decided what the hook is going to be?
3: Man, I decided that if that's if if, if I find out what the is gonna be, then y'all ain't gonna ask me that question it's twenty years from now. So I need to keep that <laughs> going, man. I kinda like that.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh Mike Gertz, Sean Royal, thank you guys so much for coming on tonight.
2: Thanks a lot, man. And uh, and of course, uh, you know, hopefully you guys out there check out my podcast, Black Dude White Chick, we're on iTunes. <laughs> take, take <laughs>
1: Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. And if you guys are in Manhattan, one night only opens this Tuesday, September 11th, and runs through the 15th. So come check us out if you like
0: musical comedy. All right, cool. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, thanks a lot, man. Take care.
3: All, All right,
0: uh, Murphy Lee, how are you now? So good to have you on.
3: I'm good, man. I'm good. Just just on the road. What's happening with you?
0: Well, I I, I saw on. The Internet, your birthday is listed uh, in many places in December, and then I saw on your Twitter you said it was nine fifteen. So is your birthday this month? It's 9
3: Nah, nah, nah. I don't know why. That I don't, I don't, That must be trying to be near something, messing with my location or something. I, nah, my birthday is actually uh, December 18th. I'm oh, it is December day. 18th. Yeah.
0: Okay. Just, well, happy early birthday regardless. We'll just say that. <laughs> um, Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> are, are you um, still a big booty type who likes them thick with their mind right?
3: Yeah, I'm still the big booty type like them thick with their mind right. I still Which do, more that. I still do you think? that. Which is more important, <laughs> the mind or the thickness of the booty? Um, if her booty right, I kind of get the mind right because I'm pretty good at, at talking to my lady. So. But, oh, but I, I, a, I, prefer, I prefer a right mind, though. Well if you got a big um, booty and don't have a right mind, I can make the mind better. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never lie.
0: Let's talk about the new mixtape that you have. Um Best of Both Sides. It's available at midwest dot yeah. com. Uh what was the precipice behind this? What was
3: the, the the idea for this collaboration? Um Best of Both Sides, it was it was um east side, east side, east Saint Louis meet st louis you know east st louis is actually in illinois and and that's probably why you hear me say and i'm trying to tell you don't cross that bridge you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that that's just the whole side where where it's a lot of talented artists and this is an artist by the name of fresh cocaine that i hooked up with we've been um friends for a long time and we decided to do an album together, you know and, and that's what it came out to be you know the first 11 songs we did we put on the tape. So. It's crazy. Check it out. Best of both sides on live mixtapes.com, or you can go to um, stlmixtapes.com or midwestmixtapes.com and uh, and get that thing. But it's, it's an amazing project, though.
0: Yeah, and I've listened to the the, the tracks uh, about five tracks or so, and it's really good. Um, it's uh, it, it's current, it's catchy, um, and at the same time, it's, it's you doing your thing, and you recognize it's you. This song. Um, Keisha. Is Keisha a metaphor for something else?
3: Um, Keisha is actually a female that we kinda of changed her name. She her name used to be Mary Jane and we kinda of changed her name to Keisha. So it's a female you're saying. <laughs> 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 yeah, it used to be her name used to be Mary Jane, but now her name's Keisha. <laughs> um, okay, well tell me a little bit
0: about uh your life when country grammar took off? Did everything get really crazy really quickly?
3: Yeah, everything changed in, 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 in a matter of months, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a crazy situation, the, the, how it happened, because our life was on the line. It was either sell records or, or or nobody gets a deal, mm-hmm. so that was like the our our life was on the line. The guy who signed us, his job was on the line. Um, everything was going down. So yeah, that changed my life that day.
0: Wow. Um.
3: And
0: and then I remember when you guys kind of first came on the scene, and and I've seen um, you know, whether it was uh, St. Lunatics, I saw at the uh, the the TRL tour, and saw Nelly a few times. I noticed that the um skill level that you guys had as performers from when you started to the last time I saw you was just an astronomical shift. Like, you guys were good to begin with, but then, like, I remember the last show was probably a live show in Syracuse shortly after Syracuse won the basketball tournament in 03, and you guys were amazing.
3: Right. Yeah, we were just getting into our character. I guess you got to get comfortable, you know, but um, we were just kids in the candy store, man, just happy to be outside, you know, and then eventually we, we formed our craft where we kind of knew and felt like we knew what we was doing. So,
0: yeah, it definitely came across, uh, for a while. Um, Nellie wore a a bandaid and you wore a mask. Explain the choice behind these articles of clothing.
3: Uh, actually I wasn't the guy with the mask. The guy with the mask is, um, he was a hype man by the name of slowdown. Oh, okay. By the name of slowdown. And he, um, he was just a hype man. He didn't rap or nothing like that, write or anything. Uh, I'm Murphy Lee. I was the, the youngest guy. I was the guy on Tail Feather and the guy on Welcome to Atlanta Remix and, and the little Spazzark guy. I was the youngest member of the Lunatics. So it was two different guys. But both of us had dreads, so a lot of people confused it.
0: <laughs> that's the thing. I would have never asked that question, but my coworkers, so they have a day job, terrible. But my coworkers were like, uh, oh, that's the one with the mask. Anyway, let's. I retract it. Let's let's move on. Uh, um uh, you you mentioned Shake Your Tail feather. That was another thing I was just um huge. Uh did you know when you recorded that song that it would become this huge hit and, and win a Grammy? You did
3: did you did,
0: did you feel that it was gonna be a hit?
3: Oh man, I never saw it coming. Um it was amazing to even be a part of that. Mhm. Uh, uh, and be so a you're there. You got in yeah, L.A. city, yeah, like, and and you know, I'm coming like, man, I felt like a little baby dude, but I I I I personally adjusted, you know, what I'm saying, just like a pimp supposed to, and um, we did the thing, like the video came out crazy, um, right now to this day when I say that part, it's just it's just nuts, you know, so I appreciate just being a part, and actually that was my single, you know, for my Amen. album, we had to wait like maybe like six weeks before I can actually say it. But it, uh, we, we sold it to the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack, so it was perfect. Diddy got on and it, and it was just a perfect situation, man. So we got a Grammy out that thing. A lot of people thought What the Hook Gonna Be was my first single, but actually it was your Tail, fam. Oh,
0: okay. And then What the Hook Gonna Be came out uh, shortly after.
3: Yeah, also, yeah right around hit. that winter. Yeah, that winter.
0: Did you know that that would get as much radio play and,
3: and uh, time on, on TV as it did? I thought that was one of the most outstanding and and craziest songs of all times because it was so different. You know what I'm saying? To this day, no one has ever done anything that different or did something that every rapper want to do, which is just spit. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just want to rap. So it's like, that's what I said on the hook. Like, what the hook going to be? You know, like nobody really wants to take time to make a hook and do all that. Everybody just want to spit. Sometimes you just want to you hear a beat so good that you just want to spit and that's what Jermaine Dupri brought to us was the craziest beat of all time so I just wanted to go. So, so, it hook sounds- I'm asking for the hook but the hook is really there so that, that's, that, I love that song.
0: Right. It kind of sounds like uh, you're saying writing hooks is, is almost a nuisance because you just want to um, spit rhymes and then that it's kind of a nuisance to have to do this refrain redundantly. Is
3: that how it feels? Does it feel like kind of a, a chore
0: to to have to write a hook?
3: Nah, no, it's not sure at all. But it's just some beats. Like that beat particularly what happened was when I heard the beat, I just start writing. You know, I didn't even know that was gonna be what the hook gonna be, you know. So it, it was just I just start writing bars and before I know it, shoot, I had three verses already. You know what I'm saying? So when I was writing the hook, that's what I came up with, was like, just even having that conversation alone. So it was just, you know, every rapper dream is to just get on something and just spit, be able to just spit. So, you know, kind of play it off that. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Can fans um, look forward to uh, a new St. Lunatics album at any time soon?
3: Um, definitely. We've been recording a lot of records. Um, we're looking for a new situation, but um, be looking for a new, new, new city. It's called City Free, too, so. Be looking for that and also you can look for um, my brother City Spud. He's um he has like a couple mixtapes out already, so and he's dropping one this winter, so look for that also. Okay, and by looking for a new situation, do you mean looking for a new label? Yeah, we are looking for a new label for as the far as a group album. So we just mm-hmm. we, we we're doing we're making some moves, but we do have a project done. So we we just deciding whether we're gonna put it out independent or gonna make a power move.
0: So it's all record. it's all set, it's all recorded already.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you know, but we record every day so it's right. nothing to swap something out or add a new record or something like that of that of that sort. Sure. Now,
0: Murphy, be honest here. Were you the creative force behind the tip drill video by any chance?
3: Uh, yeah, you know, anything got something to do with 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 that. I probably had something to do with.
0: <laughs> um, the shoot for that must have been crazy.
3: Oh yeah, the shoot was fun, man. We all enjoyed ourselves. The ladies did what they do on a normal basis, man. So it was great, man. <laughs> Shout out to them ladies. They've been eating ever ever since, man. I appreciate them ladies too. That's
0: awesome. Um, what's the what's the best, most fun music video you've ever been a part of?
3: Uh, probably Tip Drill. Um, and Tip Drill and What the Hook Gonna well. Be. Tail Feather. All would of them, say, Every one of them play a part, man.
0: Would you say that What the Hook Gonna Be is, is kind of special to you because it's your song, or would you say Shake Tail Feather is more special because um it won a Grammy, uh, or are they all equal?
3: Nah, it's, I, I think What the Hook Gonna Be because how the whole thing went about, you know what I'm saying, like, my first real, like, crazy jump off was Welcome to Atlanta Remix of Jermaine Dupree. So right. when I finally got a chance to work with him, you know what I'm saying, we came over what the hook going to be, and it was like, then we shot the video at his studio, and just the whole that whole aura of that was just crazy. So it was perfect. I'm sure you've been asked
0: this a bunch of times, but what sneakers are you wearing right now?
3: I got some um, Six Ring Jordans on. Um, <laughs> they're probably about old nineteen. I mean, probably two thousand and eight or something like that. Michael Jordan and them gave it to me themselves, and I uh, really? got these. Yeah, they none nobody have these on their feet. Me only. Mm-hmm.
0: You um, when uh, Air Force Ones uh, were um, more popular. Uh, my friends in, in Connecticut used to call it, uh, they used to call them Uptown. Did you guys in St. Louis have a, a different name for
3: them? Um, no, nah, New York did call them Uptown. We just call them Forces. Forces? Yeah. Okay. Um, who,
0: Murphy Lee, is exciting you in the rap game right now?
3: Uh, exciting right now. 2 chains is exciting right now. Um or two nipples uh, as
0: you tweeted earlier?
3: You said what?
0: You say you tweeted two nipples, replacing group
3: names with nipples. <laughs> two nipples. Oh you said sure? no. Nah. Two chains. <laughs> yep. Two chains. He um he he exciting in the game right now. Um Rick Ross, the whole MG, um, whole cash money. Like where everybody like kinda is kinda exciting me right now. I'm a big fan of uh Kendrick Lamar, Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> I like Big Sean. I like um, I like kind of like all the new music that's coming out. I think um, I think Big Crit is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He got some. I think he's a, he's a good artist. Okay.
0: And is there anybody that you think is um, a bit too too overrated at the moment?
3: Uh, only people who are too overrated is the the word groupie. It's too overrated. Oof. <laughs> the word groupie is too overrated. I think Why that's that? just messed up the whole game. I don't think no artist is too overrated because you, you get what you deserve. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you put out is what you get back. So i never say nothing like that.
0: Yeah, you see, you're such a nice guy. I'm, I know I'm not going to be able to get anything controversial out of you, but um, that's good. Uh, so you were an inter- integral part of two of the biggest – hip-hop records of all time with uh, Nellieville and Country grammar. Um What's it like to know that you were a, a major part of these huge pro- projects that so many people bought and loved?
3: I don't know, man. It's 12 years later, and I still ain't kicked in like that, really? you know, to really realize it. I just look at the plaques in my basement and just be like, still still haven't registered yet. So we're still working, okay. still pushing for for some more.
0: And is there anyone that you haven't worked with yet that you really are just dying to work with now?
3: Outcast. Outcast?
0: Okay.
3: Andre and Big Boy.
0: That would be a sick collaboration.
3: Yeah. I got actually I did um I did the throw some D's on them with remix and Andre was on it, but I haven't did a specific yeah. one by myself.
0: Oh okay. Uh you know, we did a um I went to college at Syracuse, and we, uh, to the song Roses by OutKast, we made up this ridiculous dance to it that makes absolutely no sense. It's like we're uh, cooking cake batter and and tapping our watches and praying. All the while, the lyrics are like, I know you like to think you shit don't think. Anyway, I was just at a wedding, and, you know, uh, eight years later, uh, a bunch of us gathered around, did the dance, and then it's amazing how people, even though the dance makes absolutely no sense, uh they just join in as if it does it was hilarious. No good? <laughs> yeah. Um so uh Mercury, uh NFL just started this uh, season just started this weekend. Um you're a Rams fan, right?
3: Definitely, definitely a Rams fan. So was that a tough loss over the weekend? Uh, yeah, I think it would have been tougher if I'd have watched it. But knowing that we were close to him, I was cool. I noticed that you tweeted,
0: uh, tennis is dope. I would agree. Which match were you watching when you tweeted that? Do you remember?
3: Um, Actually, I was watching the Ferrer. Is his name Ferrer? Ferrer, yeah. Ferrer. I was watching that <laughs> match, and then I ended up watching the Serena jump.
0: Oh, Okay. Uh, Serena was incredible.
3: Man, I turned the shot in one second. She came back. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true heart of a champion there. Um, you uh, let's 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 talk about how our correspondence started uh, on on Twitter on August sixteenth. Um, you tweeted, "I know what I need to do, but what's your opinion from the outside looking in?" Because I'm on a mission. And then I responded with the question of mission civilized. And then you said back to me, "Impossible to civilize the uncivilized. People have to change for themselves after we preach." Uh, what did What did all that mean?
3: <laughs> I'm so random, man. But um, <laughs> it's just, it, it just hard, you know. It's a system that's going on. That's why it's called the trap. You hear a lot of rappers talking about the trap, you know. And it's mm-hmm. um, it's a system just in America, period. Just you know, the rich get rich, the poor get poor, and it's it's a system that's going on, and it's kind of hard to civilized the uncivilized when you have to fall victim to certain stuff in order to even fix that part of it. You know, so it's like a double trap. You know, like you can't even help the the people that need help, you know what I'm saying? And it's always right. like it's it's just a whole crab in a barrel system, you know what I'm saying? But how you don't what's up with my it's just a whole crab in a barrel system, man, but it's it's hard, you know, but one by one, man, everybody got to change for themselves the out of the world to change. You know, everybody got to take a look in the mirror and, and realize I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that or I need to be doing this and I need to be doing that. And then eventually, you know what I'm saying, it'll pay off. Yeah. But you got to change Indeed. yourself first before you try trying to change other people. And I think that's where we fall victim of everybody pointing fingers at everybody else besides pointing fingers at themselves.
0: Right. You got to look internally first. I would definitely agree with you there. Um, yeah. Let uh, just to to finish it up. Let's talk a little bit more about your Twitter presence. You said um, you're very random. Uh, that's true, I've noticed, but very funny as well. Uh, this part actually, you tweeted to um, mommy Butterican. How are you liking John Q so far? Uh, that's one of my favorite movies. Isn't that movie amazing?
3: Yeah, John Q was a shit.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, and <laughs> I also noticed that you tweeted next Saturday this time. I wonder what or who I'll be doing for my birthday. Who in an ideal world would you like to be doing on um, next Saturday this time?
3: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I don't know, man. Man, hopefully it's three or four, man. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs>
3: three or four. No, I don't, I don't even okay. know, man. I'm just, I'm just happy to be, be living, man. Just doing doing special things in life, man, changing folks' lives, changing my own, helping my kids, um, everything else is irrelevant. So that that could be the biggest birthday present. But, you know, I'm like two times two. All I want for my birthday is a big booty hole. (laughs) 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 Um,
0: So you also tweeted, why do you take two hours to get dressed but uh, say you're not trying to be seen? Two hours means show out. Um. Uh, trying to win, help me lady humans, please. Is this something that really bothers you is when uh, girls get all dolled up and then they act like they don't
3: uh, want a, a people to holler at them? No, nah, it's just, no, nah, not hell, no. Nah. I think people are going to holler if you wasn't dialed up or dialed up. So I just don't know what two hours, what two hours mean. But actually I've been around a LA, lady, you know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of. See what that two hours really be? It don't necessarily mean to get dressed. The dressing part only takes like 10 minutes. It's all the mm-hmm. other dial-up stuff. So I'm cool with it, man. I just want you to know that that you must mean that you are trying to be seen or you know you're going to be seen or something because it don't take no two hours to do nothing. Right. Um,
0: and uh, finally with the tweets, um, you tweeted, I need to learn how to let shit go, man. I can't, Joan, on every hater night. Got to let some uh, get a pass. Sheesh. Uh-huh. Is, is this? Are the haters hard to shake sometimes? Is that why you tweeted that?
3: No, no, no. You're supposed to have haters, man. It's pretty good. I just I just was saying I can't reply to everyone. Like, I'd be wanting to say something to all of them. Like, anytime somebody says something, I'm ready to snap. And 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 John, you know when I when I mean John, I mean like just talk about him. I don't mean like cuss him out, like quit hating on me, you f- stupid mother. Not that I'm talking about <laughs> just like talk about their profile pic or something or something crazy, you know. So you only can see a little bit in the profile pic. So my options of talking about you is low. So I, I just kind of just hit the block button now. I'm learning to hit the block button. That's what that <laughs> means.
0: Can you block people on? You can't block. Can you block people on Twitter?
3: Yeah. Hell yeah. That's the biggest part about it. I love it. I got more people yeah, blocked than I'm following. <laughs> I love Twitter. Okay.
0: Uh, um, but can't they just tweet at you anyway? Like, can't they just write nah, your name? Nah, once you're name? blocked,
3: you can't. You can't. You got to subtweet. You got to, like, it won't come. To, I won't see no tweet that says my name. You're not allowed to tweet me. But somebody can retweet you about me. That, but that's it. I feel you know like understand? that may be
0: a- that may be a, a special feature for celebrities like you, cause I, I I don't know I've I do gotten... got
3: the check mark though I do got a check mark next yep. to my name so I'm, <laughs> so I'm, it might be but now I've been blocking people since the '60s man it's it's been going down. But
0: well, you were born in
3: 1978. I know man I know it's a figure of speech.
0: <laughs> All right, last order of business we're gonna play a game we always play on this show. It's called Hot or Hot Mess where I give you, Murphy Lee, a list of things. You tell me if they're hot or a hot mess. Are you ready?
3: Uh, yeah.
0: All right, let's open it up. God, a mess? you. It. Oh, love the mess, love the mess, love the mess. Please
5: love the mess,
0: love the mess, love the mess. First up on hot or hot mess, uh, Chris Brown, hot or hot mess? Um, what? His, what you- uh... So the game is, is are these people hot? I understand that part.
3: Are you talking yeah. about the song of
0: this fight? I'm talking about... How or it, who is, you how... just
3: named? You named Chris Brown? Chris Brown, whatever. Yeah. So is he hot I'm right now? Or is he doing a, I'm not saying or is he a man. Mess? He's always doing their thing. If you're working, you're doing your thing. I'm not the one to say you're high or hot mess on that note. He doing Fair his thing. Um. Nicki Minaj, hot or hot mess? She hot. She she killing it.
0: Uh Mitt Romney, hot or hot mess. A hot mess. <laughs> Agreed. Barack Obama, hot or hot mess.
3: Barack Obama doing what he's supposed to do, man, doing all he can. So he's hot. How about <laughs> I ain't saying no man has what you got so you just fill it <laughs>
0: I'll say it for you, I don't mind.
3: Yeah, you uh-huh. say it. <laughs>
0: What about uh Justin Bieber, hot or hot mess?
3: Uh he just he's killing it, man, he's killing it. Killing it. Uh Tom Cruise, hot or hot mess. Uh as long as he's getting twenty million in this movie, he killing it.
0: <laughs> and lastly, the Pittsburgh Steelers, hot or hot mess.
3: Oh, uh, they ain't looked too good the other day, but they you know, Pittsburgh get it in. They they top notch. All right. Um,
0: well, what we'll do is I'll play our audience out with um, one of your new songs, and uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on. It's, it's been a delight talking to you. I really appreciate it, Murphy. I appreciate um, and, it, bro. Yeah, man. I wish I wish you all the success with your new mixtape, and I'm all look yes, forward man. to that new uh, Saint Lunatic album. All
3: right, man. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much, sir. Take care. All right, now. Talk to you soon. All right, that was Murphy Lee. Um, of St. Lunatic Fame Grammy winner, Shake Your Tail Feather. What we're going to do is play one of Murphy Lee's new songs, the song we mentioned earlier. is called Keisha featuring SAG Live. I love this song. Uh, check out the mixtape. It's Murphy Lee. Go to MurphyDirty.com and follow him at Murphy Lee on Twitter. Here we go. We gonna get high today. We
4: gonna roll it up and song. They had them different smells, what, what about my DC Keisha? She used to pop it hour. When I'm in DMV, I hit that boots fresh out the shower. My, my New York Keisha beefing with my New Jersey Keisha. My New York thinks she better. My Jersey Keisha sneaky. What what about my D- Sound Keisha? What about my Mo sound case? My keys from Diego case, my keys ain't all sound case. See, I I, I never love the boots like I love Keisha. And if your boots not like keys, better taste. You know we on that KISS, 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 KISS. We on that KISS, 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 KISS. We on that KISS, 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 We on that kiss. Kiss kiss kiss. Kiss, kiss. Kiss. KISS, 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 We gon' get high today. We gon' roll it up and smoke it just five away. Come go ride with me. Go ride with me, I
0: cannot lie today I can't see nobody unless you are high as me Come get high with me That was Murphy Lee with Keisha, Keisha Inside Live I have just uh turned up the volume on the U.S. Open And Andy Murray just won 7-6, 7-5, 2-3, 3-6, 6-2, amazing 5-setter for the final, um, first man from Great Britain to win a slam in I don't know how many years. Uh, so, as, as everyone knows, he is a Scottish gentleman, and uh, he, I'm sure, is going to be very proud to bring his trophy home uh, from the greatest tennis tournament in the world, the U.S. Open. Uh, great final, amazing performance from Novak Djokovic, uh, but better from Murray. And, uh, wow, that's something you don't see every day. Alright, so next time I talk to y'all, I think I'm gonna be thirty. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce. Uh thank you so much for listening. Uh thanks, big thanks to Sean Broyles and Mike Gertz for sticking around for uh like I don't know, an extra half hour. And um huge, huge thanks to Murphy Lee for showing up and coming on and doing a thug fizzle. Again, um what you wanna do is check out the mixtape. Um, MidwestMixtapes.com, it's free. Uh, if you know anything about mixtapes, they are all free, usually. Um, if if somebody's charging you for a mixtape, that person got problems. Um, as as you remember, mixtapes have always been a huge thing for hip-hop, um, you know, from the early days on, uh, w- whether it's Eminem giving out the mixtapes from the back of his car, the audio cassettes, or 50 Cent just destroying the mixtape game uh, in the early 2000s. Or now you have the guys like Lil Wayne drops these mixtapes that are, are of the same quality as an album would be. Like Drake says, you know, I, I dropped the mixtape. This shit sounded like an album. So you want to go to MidwestMixtapes.com for Murphy Lee's new mixtape. Murphy Lee's doing his thing. Uh, big shout-out to him and all the boys from the St. Lunatics. Uh, thanks, guys, so much for listening. This was September 10th, 2012. Uh, and check us out blogtalkradio.com slash follow me on twitter at blazenrye. follow Blazenrye radio on twitter download the stitcher app so you can listen to our show without having to download it um, and uh, you can find us on itunes etc uh, again uh, big thanks to grammy winner ceo of record label UCM me entertainment and uh, check out best of both sides from the saint lunatics mc mr murphy lee I can think of no better way than of ending this radio show, turning into a podcast right now as we speak, than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. And hit the brakes, Florence. And also, if you have a Barbie doll, bend that Barbie back, cut off her hair, burn her knuckles on the stove, and leave her in some drawers. Good night, everybody. We're going to end with Murphy Lee killing him. I'll see you all when I'm starting.
5: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. You see, me? So, so.
4: Never do I ever smoke regular to talking about we ate enough Trying to figure out where they do that at Nigga watch what the fuck you say to us Fuck I look like stopping nigga Nine to five can't pay my bills You don't even look like a profit nigga You ain't even got no rapping skills You ain't even know my level though Did a lot, got hella to go Still make hits in studio Me and Fresco got plenty of those So far ahead of these rap niggas She's green like packs nigga Hackney nigga, Platin nigga Whack rappers do a lot of act, nigga I'm laughing at you, not laughing with you. These rappers dress like little sisters. I tell the truth, not to ditch you But you camera phone rappers can't get the picture. You late? Yeah. I'm so
5: gone, so far, nigga, up there. Nosey motherfuckers like upward. Your girlfriend's skirt I've been that. drinking Word. all night, smoking all night. It's alright, time is so right. Better get to know me, I'm the one on it. Far as galaxies go, I'm as the high as they go. Bitch, I kill we killing them fuck y'all heard we killing them we killing them fuck y'all heard we killing them chill we killing them fuck y'all heard we killing them chill we killing them fuck y'all heard we killing them killin killin uh, killin killin what's that y'all say i ball Way, go hard her day won't that spot nerd way Status, Coldplay, retailer masses, Cobain, paint bitches, mad vivid y'all unhealthy, bad living, good music, what y'all heard, hoes rock dick, John Duran, hit mad green, hard person, fake niggas come and start disappearing. They bitch made unpaid, insane and in the membrane is what I am, so I be Fuck what you heard, dog, I do meet your baby mama poppin' that coochie. White girls, I love Lucy. Love black girls, yeah I love them all, but don't call unless y'all are dropping draws. this real life. This kid's nice, hugs so a hard, but it's real ice Shitting on him like lax laxatives, gangsta, I got men bills Smoking all night, smoking all night It's alright, time is alright so Better get on me, I'm the one on it As far as galaxies go, I'm as high as they go Bitch, I killed him, we killin' em. Fuck y'all heard, we killin' them Killed them, we killin' em. fuck y'all heard, we killin' him we killing them. Yeah. We killing them. Fuck y'all heard. We killing them. We killing them. Fuck y'all heard. We killing them. Yeah. We killing them. Fuck y'all heard. We killing them. We killing them. Fuck y'all heard. We killing them. We killing them. Fuck y'all heard. We killing them. Mercury, I do this. That and pad got me with
4: him. That iPad got a memo. Where I write my motherfucking rap scene Y'all wonder why we killing them Work like I want to make
5: a million Fuck your million, make billion That's both sides, sugar, I'm here so we come all night Smoking all night It's alright, time is alright so Better get to know me I'm the one on it As far as galaxies go I'm as high as they go